Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. The whole, the whole title of the series, Relationship Restart, I really believe is significant uh, because, because it, it communicates that we believe here that things can change. We do not, if, if you feel stuck in your relationship this morning, Know that you're in a church, man, that believes that that with God, he can heal, he can restore, he can change your future, that there is nothing beyond his power. And, and we believe that not it's not just true for all the perfect people, but it's true for all of us as well, that, that God really can do the impossible in your life. In fact, as a pastor, I'm privileged to see this. Like, like I get to talk to people on the front end of a relationship restart as they surrender their life to Christ, surrender their relationship to Jesus. And, and I get to see firsthand the, the healing that takes place, the, the new life that begins. And unfortunately, I also get to see when it doesn't happen, when it, when it does really just fall apart. And, uh, and you may feel like you're somewhere on that spectrum today. You may be encouraged, like, all right, you know, we're going to do this. We're on the right road. Or you may feel like you're almost at the very end, like you're, you're at the end of your rope. Well, I, I just want to encourage you, okay? I don't want to hype you up because things might not change overnight for you. Things might not change overnight, but we believe they can change over time. Amen? They might not change overnight, but it can change over time. And so one of the things we're doing during this series, uh, I know I've talked about Facebook a bit, but, um, but we, during the middle of the week, every week uh, of this series, uh, my wife, Hope, and I, we, we jump on Facebook Live Tuesday or Wednesday, and, uh, and we just answer some questions that come in uh, during the series. Now, a couple ways you can submit those questions uh, is really the easiest way is just, again, I'm pointing you to our website, but verticalchurch.tv, you'll see a link that says submit your questions here. It's anonymous. We don't know. You can ask anything, and we do not know who you are. We don't track your IP address. We don't install a cookie on your web browser, nothing. We have no clue who you are, but we, we get those questions, and we look through them, and we pick a few out, and we always start out planning about 10 minutes. We'll just hop on here for about 10 minutes, and we usually end up going about 20 to 30 minutes or longer or something, but it's just we get talking, and people are commenting, and we're saying hey, and, and people are asking questions online, uh, live, and that's cool, and it's just another way for us to continue this conversation. Because the truth is, um, we could preach about marriage every week and have an audience because a lot of marriages are struggling. A lot of marriages feel boring and, and feel dead, and so we have plenty of need. And so uh, it's just another way that we can do that. So if you have a question today, if you hear something and you're like, well, I'd really like to hear more about that. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Um, just, again... VerticalChurch.tv, hop on, submit a question, type it out, send it to us. We don't know who you are. Uh, you can tell us who you are if you want to, but you don't have to. Uh, but, but that's just another way for us to continue the conversation. Today we're going to talk about keeping it fun. Keeping it fun. And I've got a couple quotes for you. The first one is really kind of sad and harsh, by the way. Um, it, it goes like this. It says, a man doesn't know what happiness is until he gets married. And by then, it's way too late to do anything about it. <laughs> Isn't that harsh? That's harsh. All right, ladies, I don't want to offend you, so I'm going to give you one too, all right? If a man says his wife can't take a joke, he needs to remember that she married him. And took a really big joke, right? It's funny. Listen, if you, can't, if you are incapable of laughing today, you're in the wrong place, okay? We're going to have fun, all right? 
Because um, here's why. Marriages need fun. All right? Marriages need fun. Think about, those of you who are married, think about back to when you were dating. Dating was a lot of fun, right? If it wasn't fun, you would have stopped dating him. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't fun, you wouldn't have called her back. Because, because dating is fun, but when we step into marriage, here's what happens. Life happens. Life happens, and we stop having fun with each other. We stop having fun with each other. And, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, we, we, we enter into a place where, where the relationship is just kind of boring. So we want to bring back the fun. We want to bring back the fun. Because fun is, fun, I am convinced that fun is one of the signatures of a good relationship. If you can't have fun with the person, whether it's a friend or a, or a fiancé or a spouse, if you can't have fun with that person, that's probably not a life-giving relationship. It's probably a life-sucking relationship. You know what I mean? If you can't have fun with them. Because, because fun is relational. Fun is relational. We, we have fun with, with other people. I remember when my son Lex was, it was his birthday, and we bought a trampoline. I had no idea how much fun a married couple could have on a trampoline. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> anyway, you, here's the thing about a trampoline. This is where I was actually taking the story. You can't have, you, nobody jumps on a trampoline by themselves. You know what I mean? Like you would see somebody jumping on a trampoline by yourself and you'd be like, what's wrong with that person? And the other thing is you can't jump on a trampoline and take yourself too seriously. Because here's the deal, right? When you get on a trampoline, there's a process you've got to go through. You've got to take your shoes off, right? Your feet probably, your socks probably get wet from the grass. So you've got wet feet, wet socks. You get on the trampoline, and you're just jumping, right? You're falling, you're jumping, you're laughing. And, and, and that's the thing, man. I've never seen a grown man on a trampoline and thought, now there's a responsible adult. <laughs> trampoline, it's it's it's. Fun. And, and I've never jumped by myself. I've always jumped with other people because fun is relational. And, and, and joy, joy is relational. And Jesus wants you to have, listen, Jesus wants you to have more fun in your marriage. Jesus wants you to have more fun if you're engaged. Jesus wants you to have more fun in your engagement, in your dating relationship. How, how is that true? Where's that in the Bible? All right, cool. Uh, Ecclesiastes. Somebody said, what? Excuse you. Bless you. All right. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 9. I want to read first to you, to you in the uh, New Living Translation, and then I'm going to jump and show you kind of how the NIV condenses it down and really makes the point. But check this out on the screen. Uh, the, the author of Ecclesiastes says, Live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of life that God has given you under the sun. And then check this out. The wife, and we can apply this both ways, right? right wife, husband, okay? The wife God gives you is your reward for all your earthly toil. What's, what's that mean? It means some days feel like meaningless, don't they? Like you go to work, you go home, you go to bed. <laughs> you go to work, the boss fusses at you because you didn't get the memo and you didn't get the TPS report, and so you didn't get that finished. <laughs> Office space, hello, shout out, hashtag. Right, office space. Anyway, you didn't get it done, and so you got fussed at, and you got to go into the weekend now and, and, and work, and then you go home, and, and you got long, and it, and, and, and it can just kind of get meaningless and feel like you're just stuck in the routine. And God says, hey, uh, I want you to live happily with the woman you love through all of the meaninglessness. 
He, he's, saying, he's saying, listen, it's blessing to live happily with your husband. It's a blessing to live happily with your wife. In fact, it's, it's the reward. Did you see that? The, the wife God gives you is your reward. Uh, do you think about your spouse that way? That they are your reward for what, what Ecclesiastes says, all your <coughs> earthly toil. All of the meaningless days, going to work, going home, doing laundry, taking the kids to, to, to baseball, all of that. He says, he says, all of that kind of what just feels like routine, meaningless, day in, day out stuff. He says, your spouse is your reward. It's a blessing to live happily. The NIV just puts it straightforward, right? It says, enjoy life with your wife, whom you love. God wants you and I to enjoy our marriages, to have fun in our marriages because fun is often what draws us together like i said earlier people people don't date people they don't have fun with you don't fall in love with somebody having a bad time you know what i mean i have never i have never talked to a girl uh and said well how'd it go on that day oh man it was it was incredible we are we have nothing in common and and we just sit around and do nothing and when we're not doing nothing he just sits and veggies out on the couch playing halo and i just watch him right like we don't even talk it's so great it's awesome no when you when people are dating and the relationship is good what do you find oh my gosh it's just we have so much in common and it's so fun when we're together it's so much fun. Think back about when you were dating, right? I remember the first, first date Hope and I went on. If, if you don't know Hope, she was the one uh, singing. She's our worship pastor, and uh, she's also my wife. And so I remember our first date. And I've told this story several times, but, but maybe you haven't heard it. Our first date, uh, we went to a youth group Christmas party, which is remotely fun. But uh, <laughs> her dad was a pastor at the time, and, you know, the, she wasn't free, so I wanted to you know, go out with her, and that's what we did. But then afterwards, we went, check this out, we went to Barnes & Noble, we got coffee, and we picked out children's books. We started, we read some children's books together. Now, Hope kind of knew what she was doing. She picked out, like, an award winner, like, a, a award-winning books. I picked out a book about mole poop. <laughs> I am not even joking. You can ask her. The book is called uh, the, something about the mole who went in search of who done it. And the whole book is about the mole trying to figure out which farm animal pooped on his head. <laughs> you got to have fun in your relationships, right? I, by the way, I think that's the first time Hope ever looked at me and said, man, that boy needs help. <laughs> first date, right? Just picking out a book about poop. But I didn't know. But, but I told her, I said, hey, we're going to read this to our kids one day. No, I didn't because that's super creepy. <laughs> But we have read it to our kids. We own the book. Because on an anniversary, I went and found the book about the mall who went in search of who done it. And I gave it to her and I was like, hey, look at this. This is awesome, right? Um, but we have that book. But here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. He, so, so, sometimes, uh, so often this happens in marriage. Because here's the truth about marriage, all right? It's going to be on the screen because it's this important. Marriage doesn't drift towards romance. Marriage drifts toward roommates. That's something that you need to know. You need to write that down. Marriage doesn't drift toward romance. You don't, you don't, you don't uh, default yourself into romance. What you default yourself into is roommates. If you're not intentional to bring the fun, to bring the romance, then, then you just, you just uh, 
drift into a transactional relationship. And every day is just, you know, mortgage payments and utility bills and who's going to go to soccer practice and who's going to pick up dinner and what's for dinner and who's going to do the laundry. And eventually you get to the place where you're like, this is not what I signed up for. This is boring. I wonder, I, I wonder if something more fun is out there. That the person at work makes me excited when I see them and I think I would have more fun with them because this has just become a transaction. This is, this is just a roommate. In, in fact, I want to show you this because um, we were wired to have fun and some people get this. I've got a picture I want to show you. Uh, it's, 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 going, it's on the internet. You've probably seen it before. But let me show you this picture. Uh, can you see that good enough? Actually, just go ahead. And, can you black out so everybody can see it? Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to read this to you. Check, this is a note a dude got when he got home. Husband, welcome home. I'm hiding in the house with a Nerf gun. Here is the other one. The loser cooks dinner tonight. May the odds be ever in your favor. That dude's going to have a good night. Right? That's a fun night right there. That, that dude is in store for a fun night. Hashtag relationship goals. Right there. Anytime you want to grab the, the, the Nerf guns, let's just, let's just go, right? Here, here's the thing. Fun is not a luxury in your relationship. Okay, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know right now you're thinking that sounds great, but we don't have time. We're too busy. We don't have time. We don't have time to do that. We don't have time to get that together. Listen, I'm not telling you to do this, but today I am going to tell you to prioritize fun, prioritize romance, because if you don't, you probably won't have a marriage for very long. Because it's that important. And here's the thing. If you want to have fun, you've got to bring the fun. Okay. And this is for both husbands and wives. We both bear the responsibility in this. If you want to have fun, you've got to bring the fun. You've got to be intentional. Because the amount of fun that you have in, in your relationship is in direct correlation to the amount of fun that you bring to the relationship. And here's the thing. I know this is going to sound real cheesy, but I want to be a fun bringer, not a fun sucker. Okay? I've had relationships friendships that that feels like they just sucked the life out of me and I don't want to be that person so I want to be intentional about bringing the fun so I want to get real practical today and give you three ways three areas that you can bring the fun in your relationship you can you can start today number one is face-to-face -face fun face-to-face -face fun check out this passage of scripture Proverbs chapter 15 verse 30 says this light in a messenger's eyes brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. Face-to-face -face fun. What does that passage mean? It means when you see somebody and they've got a smile on their face, it brings joy to your heart. That's what that means. When, when you see somebody and you can genuinely tell on their countenance, this person is excited to see me. They are happy to see me. It brings joy to your life. A cheerful disposition. Look, what this means is that some of y'all need to smile more. Okay? Some of y'all need to smile, smile more. There, there's, listen, scientific, scientifically, there is power in a, in, in a smile. It says, in fact, scientists say that, that, that smiling and laughing releases pain-killing endorphins similar to a runner's high. I don't know if you've ever experienced a runner's high, but, but there's a point where you're running that you get to where it, it, like everything kicks in and the adrenaline kicks in and the endorphins kick in, and you think, I could, I could keep on running forever. 
and you feel like you feel like you could never stop. And 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 smiling does that, and laughing does that for you. So here's the takeaway: if you don't want to exercise, just smile more. It's probably not true, but here's the practical thing, okay? When your spouse walks into the room, how do you greet them? How, how do you greet them? Do you greet them with a smile? Is there, like the, the, the proverb said, is there light in your eyes when you see them? Because here's what I know about you, because this is true about every person alive. You like it. You feel good about yourself. You feel good about your connection when somebody smiles at you. When, when, when somebody, when you look at somebody and you think, I think they're actually happy to see me. It makes you feel good. And you know what? You can give that away. You don't, have to, you don't have to hoard that. You can give that freely away. You can affect the emotional temperature of the room that you're in simply by having a joyful countenance on your face when you see your spouse. It doesn't just include uh, what, what your face looks like, although some of our faces could look... I'm not going there. Face-to-face um, <laughs> -face fun also includes getting together and just enjoying each other's company. Talking about life, not business. Talking about, about your hopes and your dreams and what's got you down and what the Lord is speaking to you and, and, and what's stressful and, the, and, and, and talking about, just talking, connecting with each other. Not talking about, what, you know, who's going to pay this and when, when are we going to, that's scheduling. That's the business of life and you got to do that. But you also need to find a time to just, just connect face to face. You know what? I, I, I've noticed dating couples can talk endlessly. Did you ever notice that? I remember when, when, when I was dating, when we were dating, we could stay up and talk on the phone for hours. We would talk on the phone so long, it's just you don't even have anything else to say. You just listen to the other person breathing, right? Not in a creepy stalker kind of way, but not heavy. Like, no, you just, it, how, okay, let's just get real, all right? How many of you have had the conversation? You hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up first. No, I'm not going to. Okay. You still there? Yeah. Ah! Oh! Why? Because you are pursuing that person. And you will, I don't care how much time it's going to take, I want to talk to you. Because I want to connect with you. I want to get to know you better. Because I like you, and I want you to like me too. But what happens when we get married? Well, we don't have time for that. We stop pursuing the face of our, of, uh, of our spouse. And we, we neglect face-to-face -face time. So when do you do face-to-face -face time? When do you do FaceTime? Well, you can do it, like if you got kids, it might be after the kids go to bed. Well, they, they, they're up every hour. All right, well, you got 45 minutes. Connect, you know? Like just stare at each other and talk as much as you can, right? Maybe, maybe your kid, like as soon as they start crying, you don't have to go run and grab them out of the crib and, and, and comfort them. Maybe they cry for 15 minutes, all right? So let, let, them, let them cry out a little bit. I'm not giving you parenting advice. Anyway, let me go on. Date nights, right? I like to take hope to those fancy places that cook the food right in front of you. Waffle House. Actually, Waffle House is really good. You need to check it out. Those of you who haven't been, Waffle House is where it's at. Um, no, but it doesn't matter where you go. And, and some of you are saying, well, we can't do date nights because we can't afford childcare. You know what you can do? Hey, hey, you got kids. We got kids. If you watch our kids, we'll watch your kids. You see how that works? You barter. Like, you barter. Oh, we got an evening. You got an evening. We'll swap kids. You get date night. We get date night. Nobody has to pay for child care because we just barter with each other. Or, or maybe you're really good at math. Hey, I'll tutor your kid at math if you'll, like, watch my kids one night for date night. 
you, you, and, then, and then you don't have to actually go anywhere, right? You can just like go to Target and walk around, okay? I met a couple last night on a date walking around in Target. Why? Because, because it's, 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 it's just about being face-to-face with each other. And listen, this is my, this is my uh, horrible habit that I have, okay? Because the only thing that, that face-to-face fun costs you is paying attention. That's all. That's all. That's the only cost it actually has, and it's it's costly, but it's not financial. It's it's your time, it's your energy, and it's your focus. Listen to me, okay? This is a bad habit. So if I'm, if you feel like I'm stepping on your toes, just understand that I've already got band aids on mine, okay? Put the phone down. Put the flipping phone down. I can't tell you how many times Hope will be talking to me, and she'll be sharing her heart, and I'm doing this. I am not giving her my face. And I promise you, God, God like speaks to me and he says, what are you doing? Your wife, the mother of your children, the woman you love is talking to you and wants your time. Why are you giving it to the people who are not even in the room with you? And I go, I put the thing down and dear God, I hope I didn't just break the screen. (laughs) And I do this, I put it down, but I put it upside down. Because whoever's trying to get in touch with me at that moment is not more important than the person I'm talking to. Put your phone down. I struggle with it. Like, you don't have to clap because I'm preaching to me, okay? I'm preaching to me because I'm sitting at the restaurant checking, you know, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and watching people's stories and laughing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I've been here for 15 minutes and I have not once connected with the person in front of me. So... Put the phone down. All right, listen, invest in face-to-face connection. You figure out what it looks like. All right, number two, side-by-side fun. Side-by-side fun. So we've got face-to-face fun, and now we've got, we're talking about side-by-side fun. And what this is, this, this is hanging out with your spouse, okay? Not necessarily connecting face-to-face. This is just doing something that you enjoy together. Okay, this is just having fun together, a shared activity, something, doing something, doing something that both people enjoy makes each other feel valued. It's like, oh, wow, this is valued. Find something that you enjoy doing together. Okay, Hope enjoys cooking. I enjoy eating what Hope cooks, right? We're a good match. Find something that you enjoy. There are all kinds of different things. Like, like if you're particularly like a sporty person, take up some, take up a sport, right? Together, like tennis or or racquetball or uh, why am I on the rackets and the balls? Uh, golf, basket. I don't know. Whatever. People are different, right? If it's a sport, do a sport. Maybe you like board games. Kids go to bed, pull out a board game. You might not get finished. It doesn't matter. You just. It's just about having. Fun. If board games aren't fun for you because somebody's way too competitive, then they need to repent, talk to Jesus, and then maybe go on a long walk together. Maybe you like walks. Go on a walk together. Drink tea and look at birds. I don't know what you can find that is enjoyable together, but find something that you can share together. Do a home project together, okay? But just understand this. Ikea is Swedish for marriage counseling. Um, two. We all, the church is going to be busy when Ikea opens up next year, right? Because people are going to get those boxes, and there's like, there are no words, just pictures of little men, right? So, it'd be a great time to invite somebody to church, all right. Small groups. Small groups are great side-by-side fun. You know what's great? Hey, you know what we're going to do for the next eight weeks? We are going to invest in our relationship with God with each other. We're going to forego, we're going to forego date night. 
right? Because maybe we got childcare for date night, so we're going to use our childcare to go to small group, work on us and him together for eight weeks. We're going to have some side-by-side fun. We're going to do this together, right? And if you can't find something you enjoy doing together, then, then enter into their world. Think what we talked about last week, right? Bring the fun by considering their interests more than your own. And enter into their world. And there are things that Hope and I do that she enjoys that I tolerate. Okay? And I'm not saying that in a mean way. I do it because I enjoy being with her. And she enjoys it. And there are things that she does that, that, she, that she tolerates that I enjoy. Like she'll sit there on a Sunday afternoon in the fall and endure a football game. She doesn't like football, but I like football and she likes me. And so she enters into my world. And occasionally she'll ask me a question and I'll answer it and we'll, we'll have a little moment. But, but enter into their world. And if you do that, okay, if you do face-to-face fun, if you do side-by-side fun, this is the good one, all right? You want to write this down because this is the first time you ever write this down in church. It might lead to belly button to belly button fun. All right? I guarantee that's the first time you've ever heard that in church. Belly button to belly button fun. And check out this passage of scripture. Song of Song, Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 11. Look at this. This is, this is going to stay PG, I promise. Those of you who have kids in here, it's going to be PG. We're not going to get crazy. Look what, look, look what the author says. Come, my beloved, let us go to the countryside. Let us spend the night in the villages. What, what is Sol- what, what's Solomon saying? It's like, hey, let's get away together. Let's, let's, get a, let's get away. Let's get, let's get behind a door. Let's, get, let's go to that bed and breakfast, just the two of us. We'll, we'll, we'll send the kids off to the grandparents' house or farm them out to aunts and uncles and friends, and let's just get away together. I remember my pastor back in West Virginia gave me advice before I got married. He said, Josh, if you ever want to spice things up, get behind a door with some numbers on it. So I went to Home Depot, and I got numbers. I started putting them up all over the house, like... Hope took them down, put them on the laundry room door. Like, here you go, you need to go in this room. Um, no, but seriously, seriously, I, and, and again, I know what you're thinking. We, we, we can't do, we have kids. How, one, how'd you get the kids? But anyway, let's skip that part. And there are people in vertical church have a lot of kids. Um, so they don't have this problem. But, um, but, but here's the thing, okay? I'm not trying to be nasty when I say this. Um, uh, Doc McStuffins' episodes are about 20 minutes. Put one on, lock the door. We got 20 minutes. Let's go. You think I'm joking? It's that important. It's that important. I'm serious. It's that important. We're totally off the rails. Here's what I want to say, okay? God, God invented this. God invented belly button to belly button fun, okay? This is God's idea to be enjoyed by a husband and wife in the covenant of marriage. He put boundaries on belly button to belly button fun. Not to kill our joy, but to protect our hearts. Because here's the thing that is so important to know, that if I could grab every teenager, every single person, every engaged person, every married person, and tell them one thing about their relationships in this, 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 this perspective, I would tell them this. Permanent intimacy can only be safely expressed in permanent commitment. You have belly button to belly button fun with the wrong person. That'll go with you the rest of your life. And I'm not just talking about what you may carry with you in your physical body. That will go with you spiritually for the rest of your life. Permanent intimacy. God is so brilliant. He gave us this wonderful gift and put boundaries on it because he knew permanent intimacy 
can only safely be expressed in permanent commitment. And God wants you to enjoy belly button to belly button fun in your marriage. You say, really? Yes, look at this. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18. May your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. Translation, enjoy each other whether you've been married for 40 minutes or 40 years. Enjoy each other. In fact, verse 19 goes on to say, may you, be, may you ever be intoxicated with her love. May you ever be captivated, another translation says, with her intoxic. Like, think about the language that's being used there, just completely immersed and, and enthralled with the love of your spouse. That's what God wants for you. God wants you to have face-to-face -face fun, side-by-side -side fun, and God wants you to have belly-button-to-belly-button -belly -button fun in your marriage. But what happens when romance and hormones and easy compatibility go away? Well, I read this story that I wanted to, to share with you uh, this morning. It goes like this. An elderly couple lies in bed. She is not satisfied with the distance between them. She reminds him, when we were young, you used to hold my hand in bed. He hesitates, but in a few moments, a wrinkled hand snakes across the bed and grasps hers. She is not satisfied. When we were young, you used to cuddle right up next to me. More serious hesitation now, but eventually, with a few groans, he laboriously turns his body and cradles hers as best he can. She is not satisfied. When we were young, you used to nibble on my ear. Loud sigh. He throws back the covers and bolts out of bed, and she is somewhat hurt by this. Where are you going? To get my teeth. <laughs> not right. That boy needs help. Listen, listen, it's one thing to nibble on an ear when you're young. It, it's one thing to nibble on an ear when you're young and, and, and love is in the air and, 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 the, and the air is just scented with perfume and, and, and the nibbling is easy. You know what I mean? It's a whole nother thing when, 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 when that ear can't hear so well and there's a hearing device. And the air is scented with Bengay, right? <laughs> and the nibbling is tough. <laughs> but sometimes intimacy isn't easy. Sometimes you got issues you got to work through. Sometimes, so, sometimes it's been a while, and sometimes you got schedules that aren't working out, and sometimes there's an emotional distance between the two people. Maybe, maybe there's a past issue that just presents a challenge, and maybe you need healing, and maybe you need forgiveness, and maybe, maybe you need a to, to, to work some stuff out. Whatever it is, listen, don't use that as a cop-out. Don't use that as a cop-out because, because we, want, we want you and God wants you, more importantly, to, to work toward healing. God wants to renew your mind. God wants to, to renew your relationship, restart your relationship. God wants you to grow in Christ. And yeah, there are days that you're going to be tired and there are days that you'd rather not. But in, in, in all of that, we, we have to continually pursuing each other. We have to continually pursue each other, face-to-face, side-by-side, belly-button-to-belly-button. Because our marriages aren't just about us. A Christian marriage is a symbol for something way bigger. In fact, God uses the, 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 the relationship of marriage to describe what it looks like for Jesus and the church. And in Revelation, God uses the marriage relationship to talk about the return of Christ and, and those who are going to be with him. Our marriage symbolizes something much bigger 
than just the two people. It symbolizes something huge and awesome and wonderful. And that's why face-to-face fun, side-by-side fun, belly-button-to-belly-button fun. Listen to me, men. You are the only... You are the only legitimate option that your wife has to have her romantic and sexual needs met. You're it. Ladies, you are the only option, the only legitimate option for your husband to have his romantic and sexual needs met. Everything outside of you is out of bounds. Everything. Fellas, She is your only legitimate option to have your romantic and sexual needs met. Not not your phone, not the relationship with the co-worker, not not, uh, the the, the girl you used to date in high school that you've reconnected with on Facebook. Your wife is your only legitimate option. Everyone else is out of bounds. Ladies, your husband is your only legitimate option to have your romantic and sexual needs met. That's the way God made it. Why? Because permanent intimacy, something that symbolizes the return of Jesus and him coming for a church, the the union of, of us with Christ, something that's that awesome, permanent intimacy can only safely be expressed with permanent commitment. So as we get ready to wrap up, I want you to know, pursue face to face, pursue side by side, pursue belly button to belly button. Bring back the fun. And every day is not going to be like the 4th of July. Some days will be like Groundhog Day, Arbor Day. You know, not anything really special, just kind of ordinary. But if we bring intentionality, if we bring the fun, if we pursue the fun, here's what God promises. God promises that, that he will give us joy in our marriage. But you know who doesn't want your marriage to be full of joy? The enemy. In fact, in John 10.10, Jesus says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy Satan wants to steal the fun in your marriage. Satan wants to kill the joy in your relationship. Satan wants to destroy the foundation of your union. But Jesus goes on to say, he says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life. And not just enough life for you. He says, I've come that you have life abundantly. More than enough. Enough to share. So if this morning you find yourself in a place where you need a relationship restart, pursue face-to-face fun. Pursue side-by-side fun. Let those lead to belly button to belly button fun. As you guard your marriage in that way, watch and see if God doesn't step in and bring more joy than you can contain, so much so that it bubbles over into other people. Last thing I'm going to say, this is just, I want you to understand this. The best thing you can do for your kids is to have a strong marriage because your marriage sets the, the, the environment that they grow up in. And it's the best thing you can do. Well, no, it's all about the kids. No, it's not all about the kids. If your marriage falls apart, you'll crush your kids because you tried to make them what it was all about. Bring back the fun, face-to-face, side-by-side, belly-button-to-belly-button. Your kids will be okay because they'll grow up in a healthy environment. All right? Last thing. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. 
Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.